Hey everyone, welcome to Zealous Talks. We've just kickstarted a brand new series of our core values. This is the heartbeat of who we are and why we do what we do. Today we are hearing from Pastor Ninat Salvi about God-centeredness in this talk called Just Visiting. Let's dive in. So today I'm just going to open up uh, the first part of it. We're going to be talking about God-centeredness. And uh, I, I hope, I pray, and I encourage you guys to keep coming in the next 10 weeks because we want to do this together, all right? So look to the person next to you and say, don't skip for the next 10 weeks. Anybody visiting us for the first time? Quick show of hands, all right? The title of my message is not aimed at you, okay? Just, I'm just giving a disclaimer. I'm just giving you a disclaimer because uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you know the title in a bit. But let's turn to John chapter 15. Are you guys okay? Right? Let's turn to John chapter 15 verses 4 to 8. This is Jesus speaking with his disciples. You know, and this is, a, this is happening, this conversation is happening at a time where once he's done with this talk, he, he, he gets arrested and then he's taken and, uh, by, by the soldiers and things like that. And then we know, the st- for some of you who know the story, you know, this is where he gets, cru- after this he gets crucified and then he's resurrected. But coming back to this particular conversation, that's what we're going to dive in. This is Jesus talking to his disciples and this is what he says, remain in me. As I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. If it must remain in the wine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the wine. You are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Everybody say much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. Amen. I want to talk to you for the next few minutes on the topic that I've called just visiting. Right? Like I said, all the guys who are here for the first time, this is not aimed at you. But just ask the person who's sitting next to you. Just visiting like with a question mark, okay? Not like as a statement. I'm serious. This is, this is where you guys do the talking amongst yourself. But I want to talk to you for the next few minutes on this, on this phrase called just visiting. You know, uh, last, last week, Alupo was here and uh, we, he was here with us for the Sunday service and he had a, he had a day uh, that we were spending together and we went to the mall, Phoenix. And uh, you guys go to the mall, right? Okay, just checking. We were there and one of the most common things that we end up doing is we do window shopping. Right? Anybody who does not love to window shop? No? Okay, we all, we all love doing that. And we all, while we are there, you know, we'll go, we'll check some things out. We, we'll often end up liking some things. We try them on. And then, you know, sometimes by just looking at it, you don't, you don't want to try them on and things like that. All those random thoughts go through your head, right? 
and and then you know when you've tried out things and and when you've tried out every possible thing that you want to try out and then you know then reality hits you that is the month end <laughs> and then you just say oh no you just tell this the guy who's showing you around everything and you tell them politely no no i'm just visiting has anybody done that right or you know you just you just going somewhere and then okay this is going to be real okay you go somewhere you try out something and then it's not in the shopping budget first of all there's never ever a shopping budget right how many of you know that and then it's never a part of your shopping budget and then you know it's like no no i'm just i'm just checking i'm just checking it out i'll come back you know you're never going to go back to that shop you just it's a polite way of declining that right and and And, and i don't know when this was happening when we were moving around with alobo i wondered if our relationship with god often tends to be that way that we we love talking about god we love connecting with people of god but most of the time it's like on a just visiting basis the reason i wanted to start off uh, with with this topic and and this particular scripture is because what we're going to look at it what it really means for you and me to not just do sunday gatherings after sunday gatherings and meetings after meetings and and discussions after discussions but what it really means to live a god centered life because let me tell you this if you decide to be a follower of jesus you are never about just meetings your life cannot just be about just attending one meeting after another because i'm telling you man you can go for all the 365 meetings that happen in 365 days and yet your life can still be the same but what jesus is telling us what jesus is telling you and me to do is abide in me or like we read remain in me everybody say remain remain in me and i want to dive in straight into this because as we're talking about values i was i started reading up and and i realized that i had read up quite a bit of articles and quite a bit of influential people who had quoted some incredible things when it comes to values this is what one of the famous guys if you know this guy called albert einstein or oh, you know him okay this is what he says try not to become a man of success but rather try to become a man of value John Maxwell is one of the leading persons when it comes to leadership and this is what he says when values thoughts feelings and actions are in alignment a person becomes focused and the character is strengthened someone else said this values reflect what is important to the way you and me live and work So you know sometimes it's important that you and me know that as we are coming together on a weekly basis what are the values that we really want to build on and and like we're going to be talking about god centeredness for the next few minutes i also just want to quote this one last thing which says that values inform our thoughts words and actions So today I hope that I, even as we are talking about God centeredness I just do, I pray and I hope that this is not just another talk for all of us but this would really channel our thoughts this would really channel our actions to be the person Jesus wants you to be right and and that's why that's one of the reasons why I picked up this 
passage because I, I really want you to know that it's vital that a relationship with God moves from a stance of frequent visitation to constant habitation. There's a difference. And if you're taking notes, we've got it up on the screen for you to write it down. But there's a difference in frequent visitations. We all know of those cousins who frequently visit us, right? Some of them, we, don't, we never want them to visit us. But some of them, we love when, they, when they're here, here with us, when they're spending time with us. And, and one of the most common desires that is there in, my, in our hearts and in our minds is that we wish you could stay longer. Right? You don't like any of your cousins, is it? Nobody's saying yes to that. Wow. Oh, you said yes. Okay. But there's a difference if you weigh that same concept in, in your relationship with God. Most of the times we are used to this part of, of we visiting God on a frequent basis versus having a relationship with God that is, that is on a consistent basis. Right? But what God, what Jesus is challenging you and me to do in this particular passage is he's saying, guys, you need to abide in me. You need to remain in me. And there's a reason why he is telling everyone that. There's a reason why God is saying that abide in me because the joy of habitation surpasses the joy of visitation. Like I said, we can go back meetings after meetings and concerts after concerts and conferences after conferences, but yet, you know, we are, there can still be a void. There can still be a void. And I want to tell you, I want to, I want to really encourage you and help you understand that that void is not going to be filled with your attendance, if I would use that word, attendance in church meetings. That void is only going to be filled when you and me make a consistent effort to build on our relationship with Jesus. That's the real deal over here when it comes to our relationship and our walk as Christ followers. It's not just about the meetings you attend, but it's about the consistency that you and me desire to develop in our relationship with God. That's why Jesus makes, these, makes the disciples sit down and tells them, hey, abide in me, remain in me. But not just that, but he's challenging you and he's challenging me tonight to remain in his word. Can everybody say in God's word? And, and I know most of us, we, we can convince ourselves, okay, I know what the word of God is. Knowing one thing is, is one thing. Knowing the word of God is one thing, but dwelling and abiding in the word of God is, is, is a whole another extreme level. But Jesus tonight is encouraging you, is encouraging me to abide and dwell in God and in his word. And I just, I thought this would be the perfect way for us to kickstart the value of God-centeredness is because if you really in this, in this fast-pacing world that you and me live in every single day, with our work schedules and our, and our college life and, and our business, uh, the, way it go, uh, the way it is going with our times and everything, I, I truly believe that if we don't make an intentional effort to be found in the presence of God as much as possible, things around us can begin to really get to us. 
things around us, the situations around us really begin to eat our minds and, and eat our time and eat our availability and, and just goes crazy. Anybody been in that? I have. That's why I can say it with so much of confidence. It, it, it goes crazy, right? And before you know it, you're like consumed with, with so much of additional information that you did not even want to know in the first place. But that's what God is asking us to emphasize. And he's telling us, remain in my word. You know, when we talk about Christ at the core as a value, I just want to encourage you and I want you to understand this. Jesus can never be at our core if his words in our life are at the periphery. Christ can never be in your core if his words in your life are peripheral. Because that's exactly how this, this life of ours is designed. We, can, we think we, it's enough for us to just come and, and be in a place like this for two hours. Now I'm not saying, I'm not telling you to stop coming. But what I'm asking you to are you think, are you, do you seriously think these two hours is going to help you for the rest of the week that is lined up ahead of you. Do you really think that only these two hours is going to make up for the void that is being created on a consistent basis for a distance that is, being, that is growing further and further on a consistent basis between you and God and you and me are fooling ourselves to think that, okay, if I come to church, if I go and attend a prayer meeting, things are going to be fine. Maybe it might start becoming fine, but it's never fully and completely going to be fine. Now, I'm saying this as much as we desire for this, this church to grow and this community to build, we also know the importance of dwelling and abiding in Christ and His Word. And I want to, I want to, I want to just go out there and put the truth to you guys and to me. It's important for you and me to know what it means to have a relationship with Jesus that goes beyond these four walls. See, one of the most joyful and spiritually fulfilling thing we can ever do is be intentional when it comes to our time with God. That's joyful and that's spiritually fulfilling. And I have struggled with this so much. Not, not, not finding time, but being intentional with your time. Like we can, we, we always manage to find time, right? Somehow you scrape into your schedule this time called devotion or quiet time or whatever you want to call it. You, you manage to find that time. But it's, it's one thing where you say you're finding that time and it's a whole another thing when you say we are being consistent and we are being intentional with our time. I want to challenge you today in whatever capacity we can be intentional, let's just go out there and do that. If, it's, if it has to start with five minutes a day, please start. Let's just start somewhere when it comes to us being intentional because that is what Jesus is pushing us to think when it comes from this particular passage that he's saying, abide in me and, ab and let my words abide in you. And sometimes you say, hey, this is, this is too old school for me to do right now. Like going back, reading the word on a consistent basis when I've got so much of good quality content out there, the Bible sometimes is too old school. 
Anybody thought that way? But Jesus is, sometimes, you know, we, we look at things just from a surface level perspective. Our, our idea or our understanding about a God-centered life has been portrayed to us just as attending meetings, reading your Bible, make sure that you complete from Genesis to Revelation, make sure that you pray for a certain amount of time, and make sure that you behave in a certain, certain, certain way. This is what we think is God, it's, it's about being God-centered. But what Jesus over here is actually challenging us to do, he, the reason he's talking about, he's encouraging us to be God-centered is because he wants us to be fruitful. That's the why of being God-centered. Everybody say, he wants us to be fruitful. See, you know, I would just, we, we started the new adventure series today and we were discussing this with, with a few of you who came today. You know, one of, the, one of the first commands, and I've said this earlier, one of the first commands that God gave to humanity was be fruitful. What, that was one of his first commands given to humanity. It was not about repent. It was not about sort your life out. It was not about you need to pray for five hours a day. It was not about you need to read your Bible every single day of the week. The first ever commandment God gave to his creation, God gave to humanity was what? Be fruitful and multiply. So when God over here is talking about abiding and dwelling in him, the purpose or the reason God is challenging you to do that is because Jesus truly desires that you and me are fruitful in everything we put our hands and our heads into. So whether it's your education, whether it's your business, whether it's the place that you're of your employment, wherever you are, Jesus wants you to be fruitful. He does not want you to just exist and kind of just go on with life, go on with the pressures of life. But he is challenging you that as you make an intentional choice to abide and to stay in him, God is the one who's going to make you fruitful. Because that's his desire. His desire is not to, not to kind of, you know, come behind you like a, with a stick and like whack you every time you fall. That was your headmaster. That was not Jesus. God looks at you from a very different perspective. And I hope tonight we can really understand that because one of the reasons God-centeredness is a focus when it comes to Jesus is a God-centered life leads to abundant growth. Anybody wants to grow? Okay, let, let me make this a bit more lucrative. Anybody wants your finances to grow? Rest of you guys, what are you doing with your money? No? Huh? No? Oh, okay. But seriously, if you guys desire for growth, you know, what's, what's the best way or what's the quickest way to grow? Did somebody say invest? All right, okay. You know, if I have to call up Shreyas right now, he'll give you like 10 to 15 tips to invest in different various ways because that's all about, he keeps pushing us. Hey, Zealous needs to think about investing and Zealous needs to think about how we can steward and use our finances well. So we are glad we've got somebody who thinks 
from the business side of things in, in the team as well. But investment or, or you know, what, what is that? I think if you have to go back to the text, does it not talk again about abiding and dwelling and remaining and staying in, in what God is asking you to do? And I, I'll prove that to you because a God-centered life, if, if it has to lead to abundant growth, sometimes we, we are so focused on getting the growth, sometimes we are f so focused on looking at the growth that we forget some of the basics of this. So, you know, when Jesus started talking to his disciples, he used the analogy of the, of the wine and, and the branches and things like that, right? This, that's the scripture that we are reading about. So I just kind of dug into it. I want to sh share something with you. Fun fact, or this is an actual fact actually, not a fun fact. The average time, the average time it takes for grapes to actually grow is about three years. How many? That's about 1,095 days. We are finding it hard to be in com committed for even like, what, half of that time. Three years, guys. Three years, 1,095 days is the time it takes for grapes to grow. While we are at this topic, Staying planted is one of the most important prerequisites for bearing fruit. Now, can you imagine a wine saying to itself, hey man, today I don't feel so good staying planted. I'm just going to go for a walk, you know, come back after one, one week and then I'll kind of go back in the ground and like we'll hope for fruits to appear. Can you imagine that? Oh, there's some new shawarma joint that is opened up. I just want to go try that shawarma out and then I'll come back and I'll get planted again and then, okay, let's hope for fruit to grow. It doesn't work like that. What, what Jesus is trying to help you and me understand is abiding is essential for fruit bearing. Abiding is essential for fruit bearing. And, you know, we, we cannot always make hasty choices and hasty decisions in our life just because some situations and, and circumstances did not work in our favor. You know, I remember one of the most important lessons I think that I've, I've learned after, after making a few hasty decisions and being corrected. God's timing is way better than all our calculations and all our efforts put together. You know, uh, some of you know this. I started working uh, in youth missions at a very early age. And uh, for those of you who know Bonnie, Bonnie Andrews, uh, my first meeting with him was in uh, 2011. That's when we met and we just started exchanging ideas and thoughts about, about how we can do certain things in the city of Pune. My first statement, my opening statement to, to my meeting with Bonnie was, uh, Bonnie, I want to... I want to get into a role where I can pastor young people. That was in 2011. Now, I know I was not the perfect guy. I was not, I was not ready. And like, you know, I thank God that Zealous didn't, didn't, was not birthed at that time. I would have messed it up. And I would have messed it up royally. But it took from that thought of, in, like in 2011 to September 23rd, 
2018, that's about what? Seven, six, seven years? Yeah, you know how good I am with maths now. So, you know, that's the amount of time it took from that thought becoming a reality. What I'm trying to tell you is sometimes we are so quick to press the eject button from our life situations that we just want to get over with things. Maybe God is wanting you to re-evaluate those situations and see that maybe it's God who's encouraging you and challenging you to just stay planted where you are right now. Because you think that that that, that process of staying planting, uh, of staying planted is, is so, so rigorous, so, so, uh, so frustrating and it's so time taxing and demanding and things like that. But that is the only way how you and me are going to bear fruit. That is the only way how you and me are going to be in a place where we can fulfill the command that God has given, that where you and me can be fruitful. So abiding is really essential when it comes to fruit bearing. See, all our dreams and ideas and everything that we intend to do must go through a process. We may not like to hear this, but they must go through a process. Today, if you have a dream, if, you, if, you, if you're hoping on one of, the, one of the ideas that you have been treasuring in your life for such a long time and that you're wanting to bring it into open and you're like, you feel that nudge and saying, hey, you know, just, just hold on. Don't fight that idea, guys. Don't fight that nudge. But just wait for God's timing in everything that God is challenging you to do. But while we are doing that, I also want to encourage you about staying planted because sometimes the process of staying planting helps you establish strong foundations it's a process that uh, that when you're rooted when you're planted in christ when you're planted in his word when you're planted in everything that god is challenging you and asking you to do in the season of your life it's that very process it may be personal to you does not matter but don't eject the process don't miss out on the process that God is taking your life through right now just because you've got your eye on the fruit. The fruitful season of your life is coming. But maybe it's time for some of us or maybe all of us to reevaluate certain situations that God, am I staying planted? Turn to your neighbor and say, stay planted. Stay planted. Don't hit the eject button too soon. Thank you, Patricia. Stay planted, guys. I... See, the thing is, if you want to bear fruit, you can, you can do it at your own strength. But I like what Jesus says. He says, if you remain in me, and my words remain in you, you will bear fruit much fruit remain in me as i remain in you and you will bear much fruit that's the game changer that's the focus that god is asking you it's not just about bearing fruit but it's about bearing much fruit it's not just about growth it's about abundant growth our faith in jesus positions you for abundant growth our faith in Christ positions you for abundant growth. But the, the, the flip side is you need to stay planted. 
So, if I have to just give you a few seconds and ask yourself, what are the areas that God is asking you to stay planted? What are some of the things that God is really challenging you tonight to stay planted? Think about it. Because the truth is, we are surrounded with so many choices right now. We're surrounded with so many options. None of them assure you abundance of anything. None of them assure you abundance of anything. But Jesus promises you much fruit just by abiding in his words. That's a promise. This, this John 15, what we have been reading, most of the verses are, are not just commands, but also a promise to his people. And I want to I speak that over you, church, that as we build on our life of living a life that is not just any kind of life, but a God-centered life, it is essential for you and me to understand that we need to stay planted in what God is asking you to do. In the place where God is asking you to be. You might, you might be going through a tough time at work. I don't know what your work situations are. But maybe God is challenging you so that not just he, he, he wants you to quit. But he is preparing you for a greater breakthrough that is about to hit you. Maybe it might look like a bigger role or, or a next level in your work situation. I don't know the details. God does. But maybe the process that you're thinking of moving out from could be the very same thing that God is challenging you and telling you, be planted. Stay planted. You see, the thing is, we talk about, when you're talking about God-centeredness as well, right? We're talking from a place of if Christ has to be at our core, if Christ has to be in every decision that we make that eventually leads to a place of being fruitful. I don't know if you have ever looked at your life from a position of being exhausted or tired. Because here's what happens sometimes, you know. If the core of our being is exhausted and tired, our expressions on the outward will also be similar. If the core of our being is emotionally or spiritually unstable, our outward responses will be similar. And if the core of our being is hurting, our reactions to others will also be in the similar way. If I have to kind of help all of us go a bit more deep, what Jesus is really trying to challenge us tonight is he wants to impact the core of your being when he is asking you to remain in me. When God is saying that you can do nothing and you cannot bear fruit, he's actually challenging the core of your being, church. He's actually challenging the core of our being where he's saying that you can't do anything unless you are connected to me. Now, I know this, this kind of puts a big question mark on the skills, giftings, and the abilities that we all have. What, like, is Jesus saying, don't believe in your giftings and your abilities and, like, just believe in me? Well, God is saying, it's a bit of both. There are times where you can go with your skills and your abilities because God is the one who's given them to you. 
but when it comes to life changing decisions and when it comes to the the the, the perspective of how you look at god i think is is better that you let god call the shots in your life and sometimes the best posture we can ever have is a posture of staying submitted and staying planted to the word of god if god is a creator of your life and everything around us don't you think that when god is asking you and me to abide in his word that very same very same creative geniusness of god becomes a part of your system because when 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 you give yourself enough time to dwell and to stay in god and to dwell and to stay in the word of god and to dwell and stay in everything that god is asking you to do you and me don't have to strive for fruitfulness you and me don't have to to look for opportunities to be fruitful because here's what happens the the more you make an intentional choice of dwelling and remaining in god's word no situation you look at is the same anymore the more you make an intentional choice to stay and remain in god's word no barrier you look at is the same anymore no no hurdle you look at is the same anymore because the next time you're looking at situations you're not looking from your limited experiences but you're looking from the perspective and the lens of jesus you see an opportunity when there is a dead end you you see hope in the midst of hopelessness you speak faith when you're surrounded by fear and that just not that just doesn't happen with your natural experiences or understanding that happens as a result of you and me spending intentional time with god because when you and me are abiding in christ the life and the power of jesus christ is flowing in us and through us that's one of the best things that can ever happen to a christ follower because the same power that has raised christ from the dead flows in us and enables us to do more to dream more and to be more in every single area of our life because me tell you it's only in jesus that the fullness of life is experienced and lived it's only in jesus that the fullness of life is experienced i just want to wrap this up if you've been sitting there and wondering that okay nana this this sounds a bit too you know religious per se that like abide in his word and like what what that what does that look like and things like that but if i have to simplify that when god is talking when jesus is talking about abiding and when we are talking about god centeredness we are not just encouraging you to live a life of behavior modification but being god centered is expressing god's imprint of love on our lives in the most relevant 
creative and a purposeful manner. So, I know that there's so many things, you know, as we do life and as we get to know each other and as we build on this week on, week out, there's so many things that we can tend to agree to disagree. You've heard that before? There's so many things that we can agree to disagree. But we also don't want to be a people who want to compromise on, on the teachings of Jesus and on, on His Word. We want to be obedient to God when it comes to His Word. Right? I think that's, that's, that's one of the ways how we can not convince but tell ourselves that we are a God-centered community because we take the Word of God true, living, and something that has a power to transform our lives, not just modify our behaviors. So I just want to wrap it up with this one particular scripture, but I also want to tell you before that His Word, God's Word, is life for you and for me. His Word lights up the way for all the steps that we can ever take in our journey. And this is what the Bible says in 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 3 to 5, and we're reading the message version. It says, What a God we have, and how fortunate we are to have Him. This Father of our Master Jesus, because Jesus was raised from the dead, we have been given a brand new life and have everything to live for, including a future in heaven. And the future starts now. God is keeping careful watch over us and the future. And the day is coming when you have all of it, life healed and life whole. Amen. That day is coming where, where every challenge, every situation, every problem will be put to cease. But today, it starts with you and me recognizing who Jesus is. Not just by the textbook, not just by the book, but in your life, in this very moment where you are, no matter what you are going through, no matter what you went through in the past, no matter what you would go through in the future, I want to tell you that with Jesus, you have a future. With Jesus, there is someone who, who looks at you, not just the way you see yourself or how the world sees you, but when Jesus sees you, He sees you from the way He has created you. So church... I want to tell you just one last thing. Being God-centered is not just about behavior modification. But it's about truly recognizing and understanding everything what God is asking you to do with a simple intent that He wants you to be fruitful. If we keep our relationship with God just on a purely, on a just visiting basis, we are at the risk of not bearing much fruit or not living in the fullness of life God has intended us to live. Thank you for listening in. We hope you enjoyed the talk. And if you'd like to know more about us, follow us on our Instagram at zealouspuni or visit our website at zealous.community.